Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Barbecue and Curry coming at you with your weekly podcast. I'm Eugene here with Ty and Sam. What's up, what, Sam? What do you do? What up, what up, what up? This is Barbecue and Curry's first annual end of the NFL season award, boys. The season has one game left. We'll get to the Super Bowl later. But we are going to get into our awards. Our awards are, are somewhat serious, somewhat irrelevant. You'll see as we go along. Um, it's our, like us as a podcast, a little bit of both. Yeah, that's how, that's how both. we like to roll. That's fair. Our first award is Worst Head Coach of the Year. Come on, Sam. I think I know what Sam's going to say. Too. You Come want on. me to start? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm, I, I'm, I don't think you're going to. Who do you think I'm going to say? Uh, I think you're going to say Anthony Lynn. Wow. No. I. Uh, it's a good shot, though. <laughs> What'd you say? Dan Quinn. Oh, he got fired. See? <laughs> well, it has to be someone that got fired, right? It doesn't have to be, That's, but... I mean, it, it, it most likely... It most it likely would have to be. be. Yeah, yeah, but it most likely is. Uh, mine's Dan Quinn. Okay. I, it's just the way that they would get up in Dan's and then lose. And then yeah. now we have falconing as a term. Like, exactly. They did this before, but the term was branded this year. After the Cowboys game. Yeah. Uh, it's just when they do so many times. When your actions fact, become a verb... In the bad sense, yeah, that is never. And good. it takes a while, like Clemson for them. There was Clemsoning, and it took them a while to get over that. They yeah, finally right. did, but it took about six years for yeah. them to get over that. So, but you, Dan Quinn's mind, it's they just kept how they lost. They got fired mid year, and the way that they played with with the interim uh, Raheem Morris, it was like, why are they playing like a four times as better football team with an interim coach? Who didn't even get a head job? This he got a DC. He got a DC job. Yeah, but he was DC at the Falcons. True, that's true. Uh, who would want the DC at the Falcons? I don't think he was. I don't know. think he was DC at the Falcons. He was. Yeah. I don't know. I respect for him because I think he's decent and he has a decent track record. But dude, I wouldn't want to. Uh, wouldn't want to. I would not have wanted to touch the Falcons' defense and hiring their defensive coordinator. Is touching them. It's like hiring Chargers special teams. It makes no sense. Exactly. Why would you do it? And they just played so much better with them. And I have an honorable mention of Adam Gase because he couldn't even lose correctly. So. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Now, speaking of Chargers special teams, my worst head coach of the year is, in fact, Anthony Lynn. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to be. <laughs> it needed to be somebody's. Honestly, it didn't yeah. even come up in my thoughts. Which, yeah. Thinking about it, it should have at least been third. Yeah, like, for me, it's like, I feel like Adam Gase is. The consensus worst coach in the NFL. However, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> However, the amount of one position games this man loses, and the amount of bad decisions he makes in the last two minutes of games, it's ridiculous. And then for the for his last four weeks of the season, they let him handle they let him handle special teams, and there's three muff punts. <laughs> In the last four weeks. I don't think it was a let him type deal. I think it was I'm fucked. Yeah, it was I mean, some control somewhere. It was like a Bill O'Brien taking control of the OC so before see, he gets fired. It was, I was like, wow. I was like, how is this even possible? But yeah, I mean, for me, it's Anthony Lynn. And at the end, we'll, we'll try and narrow it down to one person for one award. But for me right now, it is Anthony Lynn. All right, y'all, 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 if y'all pay attention to this podcast, there's one head coach. Who have constantly wanted how he kept his job for the past two years. My worst head coach of the year is Adam Gates. When you show up at your press conference and you look possibly high, 
There's no way he wasn't. I can't. I can't. It wasn't just high. I'm mean, being generous. Yeah. You look like you did. You did. A, you did a little bit of that bump. Yo, he bumped and went out. <laughs> yeah, before you, before you got up yes. on that press conference, he snorted two lines and then that's more than two. two no, then, then took one, a couple of those fake Viagras. Like he he wasn't he wasn't all of it, man. So <laughs> that's that's <laughs> we will come to a consensus. Um, is anyone willing to give up their pick for another opinion? Because I think I am in this one. Like I want to have honorable mention Adam Gase, and my and I think I, I want to bring up Anthony Lynn. Even though Adam Gase is definitely the worst head coach, I think Adam. And I think as as a pod, as a pod, Adam Adam Gase, the award goes to as a podcast of barbecue and Curry's first worst head coach of the year. Adam Gase is Adam Gase of the New York Jets. Our right, second, Adam, <laughs> our second is who is the head coach with the most of, success of the year? Best head coach to be. Best head coach this year. I'm going out with Matt LaFleur. Um, I don't know if this is a function of Aaron Rodgers or not. I'm not sure. But I like the marketing improvement that that I saw in Aaron Rodgers and the way the offense ran from year one to year two. Now, this is not I, – I can be persuaded otherwise, but that's who I'm picking for this year. For me, it's Sean McDermott. The Bills, I mean, that defense, Josh Allen's monumental improvements, and how they s- surpassed all our expectations, really. Because I had the Bills going 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 7-9, 9-7 nine, nine and seven this it's year. It's not hard to pass the expectations when the floor is. <laughs> exactly. They crushed it, dude. They crushed it. They were one, they were one Kyler Murray, Hail Mary away from like a nine-game winning streak. This is true. Is ridiculous. This is true. So yeah, I mean Sean McDermott, Matt Pro, I love him. I think he's done a great job, and I, I I expect him to keep doing great things for that franchise. Sam, the Bills even surpassed my expectations, and I was high on the Bills all year, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. I I honestly my preseason prediction I wasn't on the pre pre podcast, but I had them at eleven and five okay. and, or ten and six, and they still did better than that, which was pretty crazy. Um, as, and as you said, one was a super fluky loss. But my head coach year is Kevin Stefanski. Uh, ooh, ooh. Super impressive first year coach off COVID, being able to do it, uh, what he did eleven and five with the Browns, first eleven win season since nineteen ninety four for Cleveland, ended the eighteen year playoff drought in his first year. Just very impressive stuff. He had Chubb uh, going off on all cylinders. He missed four games and he still went off like twelve touchdowns, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just crazy stuff. He had Baker playing well. Baker choked field out there. I mean, geez. <laughs> he had fucking Larry Hodge was catching balls at one point. Uh, they had Donovan Peoples Jones, who was a kick returner, was out there playing a lot of wide receivers. They lost OBJ. I was just very impressed with him. My honorable mention was Sean McDermott, though. So, can we agree that Sean McDermott is the best head coach of the year for the podcast? I can. I can. I don't. I can. I think Kevin Stefanski was far better, but two out of three, so we can agree. Sean McDermott, best head coach of the year. All right. right. Our next category is the biggest WTF and not Washington football team, but the biggest what the fuck moment. And I'm going to start this off. And if you remember, towards the end of the season, the Baltimore Ravens were playing the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) And Lamar Jackson exited the game. I thought Lamar Jackson had injured himself. He had, a, little, Paul, he had a Paul Pierce moment. But little, <laughs> <laughs> wow. He had a Paul Pierce moment. <laughs> Paul Pierce faked that injury and came out on a wheelchair. This is a little different. <laughs> little did I know, it is rumored, because we don't have confirmation of this, that Lamar Jackson had to go boo-boo. 
Yeah. See, Lamar didn't have that kind of time like Paul because Paul's wasn't that urgent. He could be wheeled out. <laughs> Lamar had to run. So if you look the video, if you look at the video camera, they followed him. Lamar Jackson ran down the hallway. You see him <coughs> do the "I got a shit" way to the dude in front of the door. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look closely in that video, you can see OBJ is not that far behind. Torn ACL and all. He's getting. He's working so, at forty yard time. And what makes this more impressive is. <laughs> Oh, stupid. Lamar Jackson does his business, comes back out, and throws a touchdown on the fourth down. I mean, this is my biggest what the fuck moment. That, w- that was, yes. That was, a, that was definitely a big what the fuck moment. <laughs> yes. That was on my list. Yeah, so that's mine. Sure, I'll go. Uh, mine was actually a preseason moment. It wasn't even a. Oh, that's why I wanted you to go because I knew nobody was going to have mine, and it's ridiculous. So go. Mine was a preseason moment. Simple. The DeAndre Hopkins trade. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> David Johnson? Not even a first round pick? Does that I even count? I, I, it I wasn't think it's in true. the season? I'm not. I mean, it, it, it sure affected it the season. It falls on you go, but I don't think it can win. Yeah, okay. Fair. That's fair. Okay. It, it, just, it, it was the most. It was crazy. It, I was like, what it is going on? I was like, it has to be something I don't know about this trade. Some sort of salary cap. You just stop playing with your God damn it. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that was my. It didn't make any moment. sense. It, yeah, it was definitely. I was very confused. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Sam, hit me with it. But I mean, in the year twenty twenty, what the biggest thing in twenty twenty was what COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked nobody has this. Sorry. In week eleven, the Denver Broncos did not play with a single quarterback. That's true. Not a single yes, right. quarterback. As an executive director of the podcast, he well, that's that's that wins. That hundred percent. That's why I wanted to last tonight because that wins. COVID year. Yeah, I that, mean, that wins. Kendall Milton or Kendall Hilton, sorry, Kendall from Wake Forest that yeah. played quarterback. He played quarterback at, Wake, at Forest, Wake Forest, but practice squad wide receiver. I believe he ended with a zero point zero quarterback rating. He, I mean, he did his best. Yeah, and you can't, you, you can't say. even fold him. Like, you pull a man. No, off. you can't. You pull a man off the practice on squad on Friday. Who's a wide receiver? <laughs> because <laughs> fucking Drew Lock, Brett Ripping, and Blake Bortles all lied about wearing masks. So they brought the video, watched the video, saw that they were all together not wearing masks. So then all of them got uh, inactive that week. Crazy thing. I, I mean. Come on, Drew. It was wild. It was wild. And First of all, why, how are you going to lie about wearing a mask knowing they got video cameras everywhere? That's the thing. It's like, I forget who originally tested positive, but one of the three tested yeah, positive. Yeah, right Right, being, And then Bortles and Locke were with them in a room, and they lied to the investigators so that they could play. They got video cameras. And then they looked at the video <laughs> and ruled them out. I was like, it's crazy. You don't give your team any time. And then Kendall... Hilton goes out there, and that is does that is bad. That, that, that's a thirty-one win. to three loss. The New Orleans yeah. Saints. That is 11. that is the also uh, <laughs> rough for Hilton. But the one game you play as quarterback is against that defense. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> but yes, the biggest what the fuck moment. That is winner. the biggest what the fuck moment. Anyway, Kendall, boy, Kendall. What is the biggest success story this year? Uh, oh, mm. I'll start this one off. I'll start this one off. <laughs> so, originally, I wrote down Ron Rivera. Because, I mean, we all know Five by Panthers, you beat Cancer in October. I believe it was October. Yeah. 
and he won the division and made the playoffs for the footballs in his first year and the COVID year and all that. And then my honorable mention was Alex Smith. So no, I thought about it. I was like, I don't think this makes any sense. I think the biggest success story can't be one of them. It needs to be both of them. The Washington football team is the biggest success story of 2020. Everything that happened with Ron Rivera and his cancer and the fact that they made the playoffs, even if it was a bad, bad, uh, Conference division, and the fact that you got yeah turmoil with the owner, all that stuff, and then Alex Smith, all his injury stuff, just watching him play again. I mean, it was just good watching him play. I know people were like cringing because they were like worried about him getting hurt. Personally, man, I just saw him out there and like yeah for a little bit, but then I was like, man, he's doing what he loves again, and I just loved it. So with all that, it was going to be Ron Rivera, but I put both of them. I think the biggest, for me, the biggest success story is just the Washington football team. How about the Washington football team? And they found the best name that they've had in... Ever. Ever. The Washington football team, the Washington organization. It's the fucking footballs. I love it. That's my biggest success story. The Washington footballs. That was my answer. It was was Ron Rivera and the Washington footballs. That's what I wrote down on my list. Ron Rivera and the footballs. As a a Washington footballs fan... (laughs) I firmly com- I, we, they they won both. Eugene is tearing. <laughs> <laughs> my answer, my business success story. I put down Josh Allen's improvement in his accuracy. That's fair. Um, I can't believe the two. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> we give him shit every week, <laughs> and then we have them winning an award, and Eugene doesn't. Um, when they, if you told the NFL scouts, or if you listen to them, they said the one thing you really can't improve on. And a quarterback is accuracy from college to the NFL. You can improve on the margins, but you can't make monumental jumps. Josh Allen has proved his theory wrong because Josh Allen was not accurate in college. The biggest knock on him was he's got all the physical tools. Can he be? Can he increase in the accuracy? I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he has shown over a ten percent increase in his accuracy from year one to year three. And listen. Props the organization. Props Stephon Diggs because you know we know we know Stephon as a bad dude. Yes, but we gotta give credit. And people don't give enough credit to Cole Beasley. Like him true. playing out of the slot That's gives true. gives Josh an easy four yard target. That's true. Like he did what he did what Edelman does. Yeah, Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Stephon Diggs. Diggs. And that may be the se- that may be I the second Gabriel Davis. As do I. And he's the rookie wide receiver from Central Florida. It still baffles me. He he'll still occasionally overthrow John Brown, which is phenomenal. Yeah, like, was, <laughs> yeah. Was, John Brown barely played this year. He did. He yeah. played like, maybe half the games. Maybe. If that, I don't think yeah. it was. Yeah. But for all like for all the platitudes we have about Josh Allen, the winner is the. the Washington footballs as an organization. Yeah. Well done, brother. well done. Um, biggest bust of the year. I can see your answer, and I'm la- I'm laughing already. Hit me with it. My biggest bust of the year is Bill Belichick, <laughs> because there has been a there has been a twenty year argument for for better or worse. Is it Belichick's system or is it Tom Brady? Now the argument is still ongoing. But right now, Bill Belichick, you, for me, you are a bust. You, you let Tom Brady walk out of the organization. And while he was in the organization, you let your ego get in the way of putting good players around Tom Brady. The one time he had a... He didn't need good players around Tom Brady. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, he had great refs. The one... Yeah, great wow. <laughs> The one time that you gave Tom Brady a tier one receiver was Randy Moss. And they didn't win the Super Bowl. And they went undefeated, and but they, they didn't, win, didn't the win the Super Bowl. But that's my biggest bust. Because you're supposed to be a defensive genius. And 
Your defense, now, granted, have a good portion of your defense didn't play. Yeah, like seven they all, they all checked in for COVID. Which, a lot of them, yeah. yeah. But yeah. for me, the, for Tom Brady to go to Tampa Bay and do what he did. It's just look at the rosters, though. Yeah, the rosters don't even compare. I'm not even trying not to compare to the rosters. But Bill Belichick has made his name of, I can, make, I can take anything and make this work. And you didn't do it this year, so. Can't take a broken Cam Newton and make it work. I don't blame you, Bill. I did not blame <laughs> See, you. it's funny y'all say this. It's funny you said what you said, and it's funny you said what you said, Sam. Because my pick is most of the year is Cam Newton. <laughs> like, like, Cam Newton, I mean, listen, remember when Cam first signed for the Patriots? And, like, you had these so-called experts and analysts on TV going, how could the league let this happen? You out here winning Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, the MVP. I mean, yeah, like five years ago. When when somebody signs for a million, yeah. let's just realize that he's, he's not good. He was not wanted he by He signed for a million dollars. My yeah, question with Cam will always be, and even this year, is, he, is something physically wrong with him? Is he f- if he if it was why is he playing his arm? You can't throw the ball and hit somebody on the chest unless it's the other team. <laughs> oh, that's Jameis Winston, but okay. Jameis Winston has thirty touchdowns. Yeah, he hit thirty interceptions, but only has thirty touchdowns. <laughs> oh, I could even bring that up. Jameis Winston theoretically is a push because he's thirty touchdowns. Yeah, he's a push. <laughs> Cam is not a push. Yeah, okay. I I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like he like he was he, retire. I would retire too. Get into commercials. Linebacker. Because you'd be a bad linebacker, so just retire. Retire. Get, get in the commercial. He's a good-looking good. Get in the boot. Nobody wants Cam. In, I don't want to hear Cam in the boot. I'll hear Cam in the boot. No, bro. <laughs> I mean, but he'll be that broadcast on Peacock. You know, no, you, you got, got the CBC. No, no, no you, you got the quarterback. You got the dude from Come University of King. Alternate. You got um, <laughs> you got Tahid out here in the booth. Yeah. Yeah, keep to leave. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep to leave. But he's funny at least. You you think Cam hey, with all these outfits wouldn't be that'd be I, the funniest? Okay, it'd be funny to look at, but then nah, but, like, but he you he haven't will, said one knowledgeable thing yet, nah, and you nah, talk in. I mean, he, look at his Instagram posts. He does not deserve to be in the booth. <laughs> Man, Jason Witten doesn't didn't deserve to be in the booth either. He didn't. That's why he yeah, Witten is not. Witten is not we're not booth. here to slander Witten, who had a fantastic seventeen year oh, career. See, no, but he's one of the best tight ends of all time. That's. Just, He's a top five tight end of all time. Top ten. But top yeah, ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. But we can move. I mean, yeah. That's not even me being. That's what no, it's your take. I'll, I'll have like, very I have like eight, seven, eight, but sure. I have I have a six, seventh. Yeah. But yeah. Top ten quarterback. Yeah. Top ten t- tight end all time. Yes. Absolutely. I'm trying to run these tight ends in my head real quick. Exactly. You can't even think of them. Actually, I can't. Okay. Which is why. Which is why I came up with six. We'll, we'll move on. That's a different segment for a different day. Right. Yes, it is. Okay. So yes. Um. For me. What's yours? Yeah. I'm pretty shocked by both of your answers. One, because Cam Newton was like, I didn't even have an expectation, so he couldn't really bust for me. Bill Belichick made a little bit more sense because you, you always expect them to be somewhat good. Uh, that roster got fucked, though. He, yeah. he had a short draw to handle, handle from. I kinda, It's kind of a tie for me with mine. I originally wrote down Dwayne Haskins just because of all the shit that went down. I mean, it, he ain't a buzz yet. It's a big. The the quote was biggest bust of this year. Correct. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was the starter at the beginning of the year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And then like that lasted about two games. Yep. And yeah. then he came back in when Kyle Allen got hurt. Yeah. Yep. And that didn't have, work either. Couldn't stay out the strip club with his stupid ass. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how you go to the strip club in the middle of the COVID. I'm not gonna lie. This is, this is gonna sound really stupid. 
I, I, I watched that video like a couple days ago, and I swear to God, the the girl he was with looks a lot like Aisha Curry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? why is Steph's wife just fucking grinding on doing Askins? <laughs> all that show is so stupid and so out there. And my other one that's tied with him, Michael Thomas. Michael Bust? Thomas. Yeah. Look what he did last year compared to what he did this year. He was injured. It's yeah. a bust of this year. Yeah, he, that's the that's the quote. Michael he was Thomas injured for six games, suspended for one game, and then injured yourself again in the fight. What? Like you're an idiot, and then you come back and you do basically nothing. My question is, can you be a bust if you're legitimately injured? Because he was injured. For he has a thing. He was only injured for half the and, year, and, and one of his injuries came in a fight. And when he came back, but the Lord, he, 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 he had a compromised quarterback. He had, Dude, it doesn't. He had a compromised quarterback last year, and he did just fine, didn't he? This yeah, a, this it was not a matter. It was not a broken rib. Okay, we all expected him to be a top five wide yes. receiver this year, and he was a bottom third receiver. So here's the question: That is the definition of a bust. What can we coalesce around as a podcast? That this is gonna be this is gonna be the one that we don't. That, know. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I I, I can't you can sell me you can you can sell me on Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I think that's I I I can't say that's a Michael Thomas, which is fair. Dwayne Haskins would be my nominee. I can't get there with Cam Newton. Can we say the Patriots as a whole? Because it is the Patriots at the end of the day. Sure. Because we is it the Patriots or Belichick? Patriots. Because I'm Cam, you're Bill. It's the Patriots, and he's Cam. No, I'm not. A, he, he's I don't, not Cam. I had no expectations for Cam. So okay, you so you can't bust when you have no expectations. Are you Are you good with? The bust of the year being the New England Patriots. The New England sure. Patriots. The, the biggest bust of the year. Is all the, the, are the New England Patriots. Patriots. God damn. Who would have thought we'd say that at the start of the year? Um, the favorite. This is not the biggest what the fuck moment, but our favorite. What the hell were you thinking? Or also also called the best moment. Of the best year. moment. My best moment Which of the is year. your favorite, I thought. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah, favorite moment of the year. Favorite moment of the year. My favorite moment of the year <laughs> was doing... The Las Vegas Raiders and the New York Jets, <laughs> and I'm thinking that the Jets are tanking for real. We we really out here tanking. You've traded your best free safety to the Seahawks. We gonna tank, but did Grant Williams get the memo? Because you pulled a zero. Grant blitz. Williams, I am not here for Grant Williams slander on this podcast. <laughs> I like Grant Greg Williams. Williams. I like Greg, Greg Williams. But my favorite, my favorite moment of the year was the blitz and listening to the commentators. Because usually the commentators can spend anything. They're like political analysts. They can literally lie about anything. That's true. But the sheer astonishment <laughs> at this particular point. The craziest thing about this play, I have this on my list as well. Um, it's not the one, but it is one of my honorable mentions. The craziest thing about it is the play before, Nelson Aguilar gets behind the defense. And Derek Carr overthrows him. Exactly. As a veteran in this game, I had the Raiders tease down. I remember it because this game was going on. I wrote down in my notes where I keep my bets. All I said was losing parlay minus. <laughs> all, I, it, I didn't even. I usually put the teams down in the teasers. I just said losing teaser. That's all I said. It says that to this day in my notes. It, it ended up winning. So it said I did. I plus money next to a losing teaser. It says losing teaser, but. Nelson Island gets behind the defense and Derek Carr overthrows him through the end zone. And I'm like, it's over. You, 
in my head, I'm actually thinking before all this shit goes down, like you never let a defense get by or a player get behind you twice in the last ten seconds of the game. You have to be ridiculously stupid. It was ridiculously stupid. And then all I see is Henry runs on this dumb like <laughs> it was a stupid route to the yeah you the, he's running an out route he's faking an out route and going deep and the corner bites so hard on this out route. You know he got the call though. Oh, he, that's what I yeah. yeah he got I, the I on the pod yeah, after. He I, got the I agree. There's you bite him in the out me. route. Yeah, me. the dude bit so hard. Lamar Jackson of all people <laughs> bites on this fucking route, and now the ball was in the air for ten seconds. That's the biggest thing I remember. Is that I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, Derek Carr just hit the moon. <laughs> Is this ball ever going to come down? And it comes down, and it's just in Henry on hands, and he's running about five more yards for a touchdown. My caveat for this crazy is Alex Smith playing. Is watching Alex Smith. It wasn't my favorite. It was hard to watch. That was favorite. I play, like that. And then it, 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 I, my, my heart was in my stomach because he got sat by Aaron Donald. I'm like, please. It was great to see. I'm looking at I'm looking at his leg, and you could tell Aaron, Aaron Donald didn't put all the weight. Oh yeah. All this is, uh, I didn't put. I wanted to put it down, but I didn't. It was same thing for Coach the year. I didn't want to put Rivera down for two. Right. It was just hard to watch that man. Listen, I get why. I was for a little bit. Then for me, I was like, man, he. You know, he worked two and a half years. It's still, it's, it's, he, he's doing what he loves now. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, like, I appreciate I just, it. I'm going to watch him while he can because he's not going to be here. Even the last game with Philly against, uh, the, the, the footballs, that, that was hard to watch because he had that D line coming after. Uh, yeah. I was like, good God. Yeah. Jesus. But, but not my favorite moment. It's, it's, a, it's a small clip, like a seven second clip. It's Deacon Metcalf hawking down Buda Baker. Yeah. Just hawking down. I mean, Buddha ain't no joke. Buddha's a full force runner. And TK's like, get that shit over here. Oh my goodness. That was crazy. That was crazy. And then, and the and greatest part. Too. Yeah, and then he stopped him at like the seven yard line. And, and, they, and they held him to three. Yeah, that's, Which is just hey, huge. If, if you're the defense. You better hold it to three after that rain. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they did lose the game. They did lose in yeah. overtime. They did yeah. lose the game in overtime. But like for me, it's for me, it's DK Hawking Buddha. That was crazy. Personally. Uh going to the same team. So Raiders Jets Hail Mary was mine. Mm-hmm. Like definitely. But I do have two honorable mentions I want to mention. One is a, a super personal thing that I've mentioned several different times. And the other is the Hail Murray. That crazy the play. Hail Murray. I had money on the Cardinals, so like I was even just going crazy. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" It was fantastic. This is wild. I mean, the Cardinals were a part of two of the craziest places. What year. was your other honorable mention? The other one was any time I it hardly happened, and I referenced this seven yard run from a certain quarterback a several ben. different times. Big Ben, Big Ben running for seven yards early in the year, just. He looked like a bus trying to get started. He was like 18-wheeler trying to get off the ice. That man looked like a diesel, like a cold diesel trying to start. It was amazing to watch, and it was such a personal thing, but this is like the most personalized part. I just had to get the honorable mention there. It was probably the most enjoyable thing I saw all year. So what what can we coalesce? What can we – if you ask me what single play cost me the most money this year, it's a Hail Murray. Really? Yeah, dude, I was – because they want to run, and I was in on the Bills hard in Arizona. And then Jesus Christ! Yeah, that. And then the Bills went on the A game. I'm happy I was on the other side. The Bills went on the A game. They did. And, and, and they made them. I made my money back off that. Made no mistake. But Jesus, that one hurt me. So what can we call us one? 
Um, I think the Raiders, Jets, Hail Mary. That was two of our. Yeah, yeah was the Raiders, Raiders Jets, Hail Mary. So, our favorite moment of the year. Greg Williams wins an award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an award. It's not good for him. Yeah, Greg Williams is our favorite what the fuck moment of the year. Attaboy, Greg. Attaboy, Greg. Greg. Let me Lamar. We're going to go into who is your defensive. Some serious stuff here. Player of the year. Ty, who's your defensive player of the year? It's a big bad man named Aaron Donald, man. Okay. It's Aaron Donald. Like, you can pencil that in for the next few years unless he gets hurt, you know? Sure. Like, it's Aaron Donald. I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know what I can tell you about Aaron Donald that hasn't been told us. Sam, who is your defensive player of the year? I'm shocked. Honestly, I thought we were all going to have the same guy. And now I'm not convinced I might be on an island here. TJ Watt, he plays yeah, the are. edge position. He leads the league in sacks with 15. I think he was at least two clear, I believe. Yeah, he was anybody else. He was amazing. You were on on the island, my friend. Really, he was amazing. My honorable mention, though, I do want to mention, I have honorable mention for all of them. That's fair. Zach Cunningham, 164 tackles. After getting traded to? No. Oh, no, that's what I wanted him to get traded. Yeah, he wanted to get traded, but it didn't happen. 164 tackles is ridiculous. My defensive player of the year is Jalen Ramsey with an honorable mention going to Aaron Donald. Really? Yes. It, it, there's a lot of Rams love on this podcast, at least on the defensive side. I like Jalen Ramsey because he is a sl- he is Rivas Island's reinvented, or Rivas Island got bigger. Uh, yeah. And if he can do this a little longer than Rivas did it at his prom, not as fast as Dion, but. You just don't throw the jam. You don't throw on that side, and yeah, he, I think he no. may be one of the few corners that you just don't test. The only thing with Jalen, Jalen doesn't shadow cover as much. Jalen does that thing where I'm going to sit on this right side and I'm gonna take that side out of the field away. Right. If he, I wish he did, did a little bit more shadow covering, which he did. He tried to do against Devontae, but the one of screens the Packers run it's tough. Yeah, but yeah, and um, he's just. I forget what I was going to say, but that dude's so good. Jalen? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's, he's so, so good. I, he, I definitely don't think he's anywhere near the defensive player of the year, but he's very, very good. Oh, what I was going to say is he's one of the few corners that get paid massive over the last, like, five years. And gets paid massive and, you know, plays to that worth. Yeah. So that's huge props yeah. to him for that. Aaron Donald, you can sell me on. I see TJ Watt. Um, Aaron Donald? You can, you can sell me on Aaron Donald for the simple reason – He's, he's an interior lineman. We have to just as his honorable mention. I think the 15 sacks is a lot more impressive. That's a DJ's phenomenal. I think, I think the 15 sacks is impressive, but I think if you're an interior defensive lineman that has to be double team and occasionally triple team, and you still get yeah. the amount of sacks you get year in and year out. Hold on. Let's let's read these stats real quick for both of them and then make the decision. Because I didn't the tackle number for TJ Watt wasn't that impressive to me because well, it's not going to be as an end. But I want to read the stats just so I can get really. I want to know if Aaron Donald was better because there's a chance he was. That's right. So he was second. Yeah, in tackle and sacks. half sacks. Mm-hmm. He had 27 solo tackles with four force fumbles. It's for interior linemen, that's ridiculous. And then TJ Watt had 15 sacks, 43 tackles, and two force fumbles. <laughs> it's it's close, but I think Donald plays a position that is less conducive to having those sacks. Yes. And Donald is the sacks, yes, but Donald is more a, to the tackles, in my opinion. Donald is a better run at a lot more, but Donald also plays end all the time. 
They move him. They yes. move him. Yeah, he plays. They the move him so that you, so you can't. It's harder to double team him. Yeah, if you move him out the end. Personally, uh, you guys can do whatever. I'd probably give it to them both. But we if we we can, we can give it to them both. We we, we we got it, it's got to be one. In my opinion, it's got to be one. Let's go for it, though. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is our initial defensive player of the year. year. The first serious award, I think. Well done, Aaron. Well done. Our next award is Rookie of the Year. My ro- all have the same one. This is ridiculous. My Rookie of the Year is Justin Herbert. <laughs> so is mine. Just for kicks. I, I went just Jeez. for kicks. Well, no. Who's your Rookie of the Year? Justin If Jefferson. you had to give the award out, who's your Rookie of the Year? No kicks, nothing. Who's the Rookie of the Year? <laughs> it's Justin Herbert. Hundred percent. Okay, so should we just this, have- some of the stats from Justin Herbert: four thousand three hundred thirty-six yards as a rookie. Did he as beat Peyton's record? Uh, it's Andrew Luck's record, and no, he was thirty-four yards shy. Oof. Don't quote me on thirty-four; it might be thirty-eight. Don't quote. Don't quote him the, on the math. <laughs> in the in the thirties of yards short. Wow. Okay. Thirty-one to ten touchdowns to interceptions, which is unheard of. As That's a saw was that two point one. I'm not. I, and, that, and that was. With that, I'm and not sure what the exact ratio. He, but he missed the game, right? Tyrop played week he, one, and he jumped in week yes. two. Yes, he wow. started week two and on. Wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Um, the only bad thing that he had was a 69.6 quarterback rating, which is not good. Yeah, it was worse of all like the top ten, top fifteen quarterbacks. That was one of the worst, and uh, he, I believe, it was sixth, fifth or sixth in the lead. In passing yards, okay. was, I can't remember. He was one above Aaron Rodgers. He's fifth or sixth. I don't have it written down. Youngest quarterback to throw thirty touchdowns, beating oh. Lamar's record. Yeah, he had a he had the score, or he had the rookie record for completions, three hundred ninety six, beating top five quarterback Carson Wentz's record. Thirty six total touchdowns as a rookie, beating Sam Newton's record. Most rushing touchdowns by a Chargers quarterback. In the history of franchise ever, with five, have they not had any rushing quarterbacks? Philip Rivers was there for a long time. Fair, you're right. Duff, before that Duff. was Drew Brees, and Duff. I don't remember <laughs> before that. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie would be the one that you would consider. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. that's it. Um, most games with 300 yards, eight, eight of 15. He had 300 yards. Most games with at least two passing touchdowns, ten. Dude, most games with at least three passing touchdowns, six. Crazy shit. I mean, there was, did there he do a lot of picks? No, he did ten play? interceptions. His QBR sixty nine point what? Uh, he threw the ball a lot. They threw it a lot. And he, and I, I believe he took a lot of deep shots too. But I'm mistaken. He he was on no 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 risky no biscuit. Him right. and Keenan were on on one. Now honorable mention second has to be Justin Jefferson, yeah. right? That, yes. that that's I mean, that's it's it. that or Chase Young. Check it out. It's one of the two. I, I would go JJ. I, I go JJ. I go JJ. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to get a little bit of love out there to one of my favorite draft picks of the year, Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield has been fantastic for the Buccaneers. He's a second-round draft pick. He's a huge part of that defense now, and he's going to be one of the best safeties in the league soon. He's Winfield Jr. Yes. Yes. It, it's just he's amazing, and I just wanted to give him some love because I really likewise he's just been so good. Throwing a little bit of love, I touted him when he came out. Third round pick, Mapletron, Chase Claypool. 
This over, is, in P- over in Pittsburgh. This is not the throwing I love version of the podcast. Well, I just don't like how. No, that's fair enough. Got, I like Chase Claypool a lot, mm. but I don't like how he just disappeared at times. That's because that was worrisome to me. Fair, but thing is, three receivers and Ben without doing Ben shit. Yeah, but Deontay Johnson never disappeared. Yeah, you know, because he, he, he would drop the ball nine times a game. I understand, but he never disappeared. All those drops. He got benched that one half because of all the drops. Hey, can, we, not can we get the MVP? <laughs> can we get the MVP? We're giving love to some of the work. Yeah, we should. That's right. These, these kids well, deserve love. This is necessary. They played well. They, they deserve love. Yeah, they, they didn't play well enough to make this list. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I just want to deal with the whole Nah, speaking of consensus, this award should be consensus. Justin Herbert, five, five mile. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 congratulations. To the barbecue Just- curry, rookie of the year, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. That's Justin. Well done. Our next award. Consensus. This should be consensus. <laughs> There's no reason for this not to be consensus. MVP. Oh, my God. Sam, you and I go first. I, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron fucking Rodgers. A bad Aaron Rodgers. A. Rodgers was the MVP this year. Yeah, no no question about it. Derrick Henry. That's it. This oh, my God. God. I know, right? We're, we are going to go with Aaron Rodgers because I don't feel like hearing it. Secondly, it's a quarterback award, so you have to pick Make your case for Henry. Come on. My case. 2,000 rushing yards. Yeah. My case for Henry was we always give the quarterbacks. It's seen as a quarterback award. Henry did the one thing, and I think Aaron, you could make this argument for Aaron Donald a few years ago when he had a, a few more sacks, but wasn't that the Mahomes on it? Yeah. Um, what my, my thing is, what does a person have to do to break it up from being a quarterback award? And I think Derrick Henry did the one thing. When you're division, it's not a quarterback, quarterback award. It's or the perception it of, it, of it is being. because it's the most valuable player and the most valuable position. In the league is quarterback. Yes. But what would a person have to do? Win your division with a shitty quarterback. Because the last person to do this, if my mind was be correct, break like, every record in the book, basically. Yeah, AP. A- Adrian Peterson did it. But he didn't break every record. He, he came off injury and ran 2,000 yards. Yeah. So that that was like a comeback. It was like, so he got break every record in the book, break most records in the book, have a really good story. All, yeah, so the, the narrative is important for that, too. Yeah, I like the narrative behind – Aaron Rodgers will win it, but I do Absolutely. like the narrative behind Derrick Henry. He's, he, they barely won the division. Some A-Rods that they, they did win the they division. Did, they yeah. did. They had a chance to lose. I needed them to lose it. But they didn't. <laughs> uh, some A-Rods stats here. 4,299 yards just behind Herbert at, I believe, 6th or 7th. I forget exactly which, but that's 6th or 7th in the league. 70.7% completion percentage. That's crazy. That's that? nuts. That's crazy. But that's someone who flings as, as much as A-Rod does. Yeah, that's crazy. QBR of 84.3, which is what's highest of all the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What Do you guys know his TD to pick ratio? He has less than five picks. I think I know that much. Do, do you guys want to take a stab at it? 42 touchdowns to, uh, I'm going to say, three picks. It's a little bit higher on both. 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. And the kicker for all of this is uh, who's the best player in the league in general? No, anybody would say. Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. Every single one of those tags, yards, completion percentage, uh, interception to touchdown to interception ratio, QBR. He's hired him. Not a single one of them uh, Mahomes had better. Mahomes was worse than all four of those. So... I, Aaron Rodgers was clearly the best quarterback this year. Yeah. And is clearly the most valuable player. Of course, yeah. yeah. We, we'll go with Aaron Rodgers. What would Aaron Donald have to do to win an MVP? Because I think. He definitely have to lead the lead in sacks. He's done that. 
Well, he, he, he'd have, like, you have, that's a minimum. You have to do that. You have to, the quarterback play can't be amazing either. Because I think we The may, most important position is quarterback. Because Lance Taylor, LT, and LT is the only defensive player to ever win an NFL MVP. And I think we may be witnessing another generational defensive player. Because we haven't seen a defensive interior lineman like him since the Minnesota defense. Really I mean, no one's questioning that, though. We we know he's a generational. We know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No one's questioning that. Appreciate the Reggie White love on the pod. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but at what point, I don't know if Aaron Donald will ever be better than Lawrence Taylor. I think Reggie White was better than Lawrence Taylor, even though they played different positions. He definitely was. The question is, is Aaron Donald better than Reggie White? And there is a real chance. The only it's, it's gonna be hard. it's close, but people forget. I'm, I've met Reggie White before he passed. God rest his soul. Reggie White was six feet eight inches tall, and was wide as your standard door frame, meaning he had to walk through doorways sideways. That is a <laughs> that's, that's wild. wild. No, that is a big man. Like he and Aaron Donald is not even six feet tall. Yeah, he's talking. Aaron Donald is 5'10". As Kim Bella says, he's thick. <laughs> he's really 5'10"? Aaron Donald is 5'10 and 5'11". He is not that tall. Is that effort down? Yeah, effort down. 6'1", which probably means he's about 5'11". Maybe 6'1". Maybe, yeah. He, so and, and he, close. he is... I hate the word thick. He is thick. He's thick, he's thick. No, 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 no. Because there's... Here, here, I'll say he's thick ones. No, no, there, I'll, I'll send you the. How many C's though? Two, two C's. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see you the the um the Shannon Sharp clip. Yeah, the yeah. Shannon Sharp oh, clip about I can't can't use the word thing. That's Th- think it's only for influencers and Instagram models. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <Please, laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I don't want Twitter. I did enough of him. I did not need more. Okay. Yeah, but this is but he he is and for him to be that size. Which means he's smaller than every offensive lineman he goes up against. And to consistently get those numbers over the longer period of time he's done it, I think he needs to be in consideration more for MVP. That's it. That's, that's fair. But the thing is, I'm, I'm agreeing with Aaron Rodgers. It's, 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 not, it's, just, not, it's an offensive league. It's more likely that a, that a running back gets it than Aaron Donald gets it. So very he's not, in consideration every year. If Aaron so I think what you're asking for happens. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to win it. Yeah, he needs to. I mean, shatter the record. Box. I don't. I don't think he will because if JJ Watt didn't win it when he was defensive player of the year two years in a row, that's it's true. Yeah, fair. And they, I think those years JJ Watt had like 22 and like 25 sacks. Yeah, well, a healthy JJ Watt was scary. Yeah. Tijuana is still to this day in healthy Tijuana is scary. scary. Yeah. Uh, on on that note, those are our awards. A, a, any housekeeping awards, guys? Any housekeeping uh, stuff? No, I think. We oh, just, we got it. We got it. Oh, University of Tennessee update. We, did, yeah, we said, have not done. We update. have not done the University of Tennessee update. Sam, take us away. University of Tennessee has an AD. They have hired a head coach. Before Sam did start on that, a little bit of uh, UT love here. Uh, y'all know how much sl- uh, shit I give them. But that being said, Tobias Harris last night hits a game winner against the Lakers to hand, them, winner, to hand yeah. them the Lakers the first road loss of the year. Yeah. So he's props to Tobias. That may be a finals preview. That's uh, a, that was a. If y'all don't follow Tobias on Twitter either, that dude's fun. Actually, Dude. follow JJ White on Twitter also and follow Absolutely. Joel and B because Joel and B. Joel is hysterical. I follow all of them. Yeah, Joel I is hysterical on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'll, tell you, but, uh, I'll tell you, like a couple weeks ago, Tobias Harris said, uh, 
something about sports gambling and it's like you just should you should just invest in bitcoin and then something happened about a week and a half later someone hit a massive yep. parlay for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and he commented back, he said, okay, maybe this shit is better than investing in Bitcoin. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Back to University of Tennessee. Head coach. Head coach. Hit us with it. Hit us with it. Josh Heupel is at UCF with our AD, or with our now AD, Danny White. Both of them were working at UCF together. I mean, it's a different brand of football. He is a offensive mastermind is what he's labeled as. We're going to... Put up points, it seems like. His offense has worked everywhere. He made Drew Locke at Missouri look like an absolute stud after looking bad, uh, frankly, in his first year. He was not on your list of favorables. He was not he on wasn't. Your, he was not on your list of will make you wet. He, so, no, he wasn't. So how do you I, I will admit that and that's how do you actually feel? I'll get there. I feel good about it. Um I know you was it yesterday? Yeah, it was. Long, long day yesterday, so <laughs> Uh, By the way, Sam's long days involve University of Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> not real work. Yeah, not real work. Yeah, it didn't work yesterday. But that was the easy part of the day. Well, I mean, yesterday wasn't that bad because we actually hired a coach. Before then were the days that were tough. But he got that on every message board, checking every thread. It was out there looking at airplane flight. Well, <laughs> I wasn't. The airplane tracking is a Tennessee football search masterpiece. You have to. <laughs> if, that's what everybody does. It's all over Twitter. He said masterpiece. You're watching. He's not, he's not lying though. No, he, he, watching, he ain't lying. I watched on today's. Thir- what's it? Today Thursday. Don't tell me you watched his flight land. We hired Wednesday. Hey, you watched his flight land in the night. Well, we, on Tuesday, I'm watching a guy in Teterboro, New Jersey. Oh, my Lord. He's outside of a private airport because there's a, a plane coming from uh, Pennsylvania and a plane coming from Knoxville, and they're meeting right around the same time. We all know what that means. So, you know, I'm watching a periscope for a guy outside. But that's just Tennessee coaching searches. That happens. You got to deal with it. But I'm happy with it. It's a different brand of That's football. That's worse than soccer fans. I, I've told you guys. I've told you several different times. Y'all don't understand. That's Ooh. right. We don't. We don't. And right. you guys just need to wrap your head around it. A we don't. Bit I'm trying. This, and this, I appreciate your effort. Keep time. Though. Dude, I'm out, here researching, I'm out here researching Tennessee more than I research the schools I actually give a fuck about. I'm watching Tennessee and basketball. Well, looks like you give a fuck about some school now. No, I don't give a fuck about it. I need to be able to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going on. I know I, I can talk about this for days, but going on. Oh, we got some time. The issue, so. the thing is, is when I came in with my list, I was not. A full I, I had it in the back of my head that. A lot of this was unrealistic. We're, we've got NCAA violations coming. There's no doubt. We have up to 50 level one and level two recruiting violations, which is... Y'all about to get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're about to get smacked. Hopefully, we, I mean, we fired 10 people for cops. So that the hope there, obviously, is that we can just throw those 10 people so far under the bus... That we did like a, a bull band and like a scholarship reduction. But the thing is, you don't want a scholarship. I'd rather have a two year bull band and zero scholarship reduction than scholarship reduction and only a one year bull band. Because scholarships are the lifeblood of college football, that's how you recruit. But I just came in with names that said no. I mean, we offered James Franklin a job, 
He said no. We he was the only one we were able to really get traction with. And it you, he wasn't leaving Penn State. It was so hard to get him out of Penn State. It, so much money too. Like we were backing up the brain truck for him, but he just said no. I my head, he makes about seven mil at uh Penn State. Mm-hmm. I think we offered him nine. Maybe he, he, more. He said no? Damn. Yeah, because why would you come with the, you don't know what these you violations don't know what the violations are, are so you could be coming yes. and get handcuffed. We and- also offered Sonny Dykes. We offered Tony Elliott, who, who we spoke about. Tony Elliott. Yeah. I think we spoke about both those guys. Definitely spoke about. I don't know if we spoke about James Franklin because I didn't even think that was realistic. Um, Lane Kiffin never contacted recruiting recruiting violations in the past. We weren't touching anybody with recruiting violations. Hugh Freeze, never contacted. He's got two phones, one for the host. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't contact him. A man from East Tennessee, Jamie Chadwell, not contacted because he had very, very minor, but there were recruiting violations at College of Charleston, something like that. I think it was College of Charleston. So we couldn't contact him. And Luke Fickle, who I left out of the list but I would have loved Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle would have been in the top three easily. But he just said no immediately because why would you leave Cincinnati for a job that, one, next year when somebody calls you, you're going to get a really good job. And two, you just don't know. You, the violations are what fucked us in this situation. If we just had this money without the violations, we're sitting here with James Franklin as our University of Tennessee football coach. I one thing I'm researching about Tennessee is the boosters, and I'm doing it because they do have an open booster revolt, which showed his face with Greg Schiano. We we talked about Greg Schiano a few podcasts ago. Um, outside of his transgressions at Penn State, I don't believe you can have two because, and it's also reported that these violations were brought to the NCAA's attention by an anonymous booster. It's not a booster. In, in my opinion, obviously it's not out. I right. don't know if it all will be out. I think one day it will. It was somebody in-house. Yes. I, I, I am program, and I think it was on the recruiting side of the program. I am of the firm belief, if you are a program, and Tennessee, all the jokes I have about Tennessee, Tennessee has a storied football history. Top 10. That has fallen on hard times within the last 15 years. And still somehow top 10, which is kind of ridiculous. You need to have... Your donors, at least if you if you can't get them all on the same side, at least be able to say to them, "Hey, this is what we're doing. We can't have you out in the press, or we can't have you out in fighting within itself." Yeah. Um, the only school that technically works at it is University of Texas, and it only works at University of Texas because they've got ten donors worth about a billion dollars a piece. That's a whole different scenario. They're a different animal. But yeah, but you Texas can't. is a thing because of the state of Tennessee. This man just lays it on sometimes. It's a history lesson. I'm just teaching. Well, let, lead a history lesson to the actual historian. Oh, well, I just, it's the most important one, in my opinion, and it doesn't get said enough. So I'm just putting it out there. Hey, don't, don't look at me. Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm not the history buff. Anyway, <laughs> um, I am real interested to see how the donors, how. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about I want to see how they interact with this head coach yeah. and with. This particular, we, but we talked about it a lot on the original emergency pod. Yeah, you, you wanted to ask a lot about our leadership. Yes, our leadership with the chancellor Don D. Plowman and the president Randy Boyd has not been stronger than what it is in 
maybe my lifetime, definitely the last 15 years, it has not been stronger than it is now. You will see they this. They get what they want. You will see do. this. I'm very interested. The recruiting season is done. So you're going to. We will sign in days in a week. Yeah. So you're going to see. You, you may see a lot of kids from UCF or a few kids from UCF. You may see a lot of JUCO transfers. They said, Heupel said in his presser that he will not be recruiting anybody from UCF. He thinks it's the wrong idea. Personally, I say take any good player off that roster. That's what I say. <laughs> of course. If we're going to take your AD and your coach, let's just take all your best players too. Might as well, right? That's yeah. what I'm for, but yeah. I, but I wanted, he's not going to do it apparently. You're going to see how good of a recruiter and how good, how cohesive this program is. And those are the concerns. Those are the, the, the uh, non-concerns. Our offense is going to hum. It, 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 it's hard to doubt that it will hum. The dude was a Heisman runner-up as a player. He was very good at Oklahoma. He got fired after having a top 10 offense. The reason I got fired, you got to choose between Josh Heupel and Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And now Lincoln Riley's the head coach there. Yes. So it's like. Yeah. That's got, almost a People word. were worried that he got fired, but looked into it. He was only co-offensive coordinator, and he had a top 10 offense when he got fired. Then he went to Utah State. Who did he recruit at Utah State? Who, who do we know that's a Utah State quarterback that's now in the NFL? Jordan Love. Oh, shit. He recruited Jordan Love to Utah State. Missouri. He developed Drew Locke. Missouri had the best offense in the SEC in his second year. And UCF, last three years, top eight offense in the country. Only team that's done that. And um, my thing is 42, 43, and 42 points. If he can score points, they're in the SEC East. So he doesn't have to worry about Alabama. Well, that's not true. We play Alabama every year. So you got to worry about Alabama. In the SEC East? We play them. It's third Saturday in October. It's our rivalry game with the SEC West. Oh, we got the raw end of the state. Don't worry. Time out. Y'all play Alabama every year? Every year. Y'all in the SEC East? I thought. So the SEC, as the East and West, one team in each one play. Crossover. Yes. I knew they cross. Another game, and that's like a roll of schedule. I thought it was every four years. Yeah, how was that? Yeah. Time out. Yeah, it's, that? it's one of the uh, most storied rivalries. Yeah, I, I, in the yeah, SEC. I get it, but I'm just. Y'all don't. Cause well, if, we got the rough end of the state. In the SEC oh, East, if you don't have to play Alabama, you could build a program and be good, really, really good once every three Very or once every quick. four years. Yes. And then play out. Because if you can score points, on, if you can score points, you have a shot. Yes. He yeah. needs to hire. Uh, a, a good defensive coordinator. Man, he needs to go out to Clemson and bet. Not he needs to get a yeah. He needs a defensive coordinator. He needs a, a one that one that just says, "Don't worry about it on the side." You know, I am the the defensive head coach in a way. Like you know, everyone thinks coordinators are defensive. It's not how it works, really. Everybody works together. With this guy, I want a defensive head coach. I want home run hire Will Muschamp. I don't. Know why he's getting paid so much money not to work? So I don't know why he would do it. But if we could, it will must. Tomo University, the fuckers, and South Carolina former yeah, head coach both fired. That yes. raggedy dude's amazing defensive. Yeah, player, he's a great, and he hits the recruiting trail harder than ever. And if you have concerns with your coach, you don't know what his recruiting's recruit. like, and you don't know about him on the defensive side of the ball. Will Muschamp is perfect for that. Next, who we work for at, at uh, Missouri. Barry Odom. He's the defense coordinator in Arkansas. I don't think it makes much sense. Barry Odom can have a power five head coaching job next year. Can you is and this is what I don't know, and I'm looking into this. 
Tennessee does the state does produce an amount of football talent, not a lot, but yes. given its location, you can recruit the western half of Tennessee. Which it's hard to recruit the west. No, sorry, the west half is Nashville. So that you can I mean, recruit that. I'm talking the about the east. east half is hard. Yeah, because if you think because the west half is Ole Memphis. Miss, West half is Memphis. Okay, okay, then the, I got to flip around. Yeah, you got to flip. The West half is hard. It's hard because Memphis is is Memphis is closer to Ole Miss Ole than Miss, it is to UT. Mississippi State, all those schools are right there. Yeah, it's six hours. But here's the Memphis thing: to, if somebody, if he could, if he could repair the relationship that UT has with the city of Memphis, it's hard though. It's just but it just takes time. It's home state, but it's six hours. Yeah, it's, but it, but it's it makes, really home state for Ole Miss. It makes no sense for some of the best football players in the state of Tennessee who live west of Nashville to not even consider UT because well, they, they have to at least consider it. Yes, and you know, but if you live if you live in Memphis, you ain't considering you're not considering UT because you're you're it's less six than six hours, hours away you know, from Ole Miss. Recruiting, it's like you build a wall. It's two hundred forty miles is usually what you use, and maybe it's even less, like a buck sixty. Which two hundred forty four hours, and that's Memphis still isn't even in there. Yeah, Memphis is. But we it. have to do our best to recruit Memphis because Memphis. But is you have the repair. You have the repair the relationship of the high school head coaches have yeah, and, you with know, the university. Did a good job of that. Yes. I mean, when when you're just throwing bags, but Tennessee's anywhere, <laughs> you can do that, especially in the city of Memphis. Tennessee. <laughs> Wow. I mean, Tennessee's any hard ways in Memphis. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. That's literally a whole nother podcast. But, but but given Tennessee's location in Knoxville, you said two hundred and forty miles in a circle. Yeah, meaning Atlanta's in that. Atlanta is is in that. Atlanta's about three and a half hours away. Y'all can't that's gonna be hard to Oh no, yes, but Georgia's very important. This guy has ties to Florida. So you have to recruit. You Florida. need, and I hate to say this, you need to get the kids coming out of the western part of Virginia, western. As I've said, North Carolina and Virginia. When Tennessee is humming on all cylinders, you're getting a we're lot. We're getting really good players from, out of Virginia. Like the North, best players from Virginia, and North yeah. Carolina. We're getting those. You're gonna have a hard time getting it's them. Hard. Mac Brown is. You're gonna be those shit down. You're gonna be hard getting them from Virginia or North Carolina because of Matt Brown and Old Dominion and Virginia Tech. But you can still. I don't think Tennessee's worried about Old Dominion or Virginia Tech. That's fair. Uh, How about they're not? Tennessee would be worried about Old Dominion giving Old Dominion's Tennessee work. just got Virginia Tech's best quarterback since, like, Michael Vick. Oh, no. <laughs> Old Dominion's As location. A transfer. Old Dominion's location is problematic because the talent. We're com- not worried about Old Dominion. No, no. The talent coming out of Virginia comes from there. So if We're you not, don't. If, if you don't. If you have an offer from Old Dominion in your home state or you're an offer from Tennessee and SEC school where you can play on national television every Tennessee. Week, Simple as that. I mean, it's Tennessee. I'm working on keeping my temperament low. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just it's Tennessee. Let me be the media. It's Tennessee. <laughs> you want to be on TV every game instead of zero games. You want to play. You want to be on TV. Absolutely. You want to you you play, play. But you want to play. Look, I think because you those because 2022 in-state recruiting. You were talking about in-state. It not every year is the state good. This no. year the state wasn't great. 2022. Is really, really, really good. We have to lock down the borders in 2022. There's a quarterback in Tennessee who's a high four star, and we need him. Is it hasn't we haven't had a quarterback recruit like this out of Tennessee in my entire life. If you're gonna fight, the last good quarterback to come out of Tennessee was Chad Pennington, and he went to Marshall. Marshall. 
And he wasn't even recruited high. Like, he wasn't a highly recruited guy. Yeah. He just ended up being good. Yes. This is the only high, highly recruited quarterback that I can where, remember in so he, long. Where is he from? Martinsville. So it's not far. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. we need – he's basically been – with the way I see his recruitment, he's been just – he wants to pick us. But there's but no you have to give reason. him a reason. Yeah, there's no you have reason to give him a to, reason. There, there's a lot of guys there that are trying to find a reason to pick Tennessee. And so for all these offensive guys, I hope that this offense because it should be sexy. It should be sexy. For your sake, I hope it is too. No, with a head coach, it will be. It, well, yeah, yeah. If his offense has worked everywhere. It's I hope it's, it's, I hope it's good because if Tennessee too. is bad in football, this podcast will be bad. Will be still be good, but he you will be in a mood. Well, yeah, Saturdays suck in the fall. <laughs> when Tennessee, and I don't wish that. That's true. I don't wish that on you. I don't it's wish, painful. I don't. So wish, I hope you don't wish that. I don't wish Tennessee a national championship either. But I don't. Huh? Wish, I don't. <laughs> middle ground. Middle ground. But middle overall, ground. I think it's really. I, I think it's a good hire for where we're at. I'm happy with it. I'm happy for the change of football. Now, hire an elite staff. You have to get recruiters around you and get a defensive guy that will run that side of the ball. And lastly, I don't know. If, have you guys, did you guys see my tweet? The other day. The, the what the dying seventy and trophy every ten years? Yes. Good God. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna dignify the tweet yeah. with a comment. I'm yeah. like I'm not You notice I don't comment on your tweets, right? Cause, you cause I, this no. was open and it was no. a question. Uh, okay, okay, podcast. This is it. I wanted I knew I knew these two would hate. Or this I was not gonna dignify. I knew these two would hate this tweet. Yeah, I saw this shit. I, I'm pulling. I didn't even dignify the sentence to you. I know better. Just so we can have oh, the gosh. exact tweet. Why do I have to pollute my phone with this? I don't know, man. I was like, <laughs> look, I stand by this tweet to the day <sighs> by a mile. The tweet reads: I was listening to a podcast, and the question was asked. If your team was guaranteed a national championship every 10 years, minimum one per those 10 years, but it could be more, would you trade it for dying before 70? And then at the end of it, I said, is it crazy that my answer was without a doubt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to respond. I'm not even. No. <laughs> I wasn't even the average know. lifespan of an African-American male is 62. And I'm still. No. So you're dying before 70. <laughs> so why wouldn't you just take this? I... No, because for Eugene, that means he has 10 years left. <laughs> I don't, no, no, no. I don't get it. No. You two are the, some of the only two people that have told me that I am crazy. Really? Yes. They do know fan stands for fanatic, but... Austin, your roommate, doesn't think you're crazy on this? No. Good God. Nor does Austin. Nick, my friend. No. Austin is a... Is it, Austin's a weird guy, so I knew he wouldn't. <laughs> Austin, he's like, he fucking talks shit on himself and wants to die all the time. He's fucking no. stupid like that. But, um, oh, yeah. it said not at all crazy. Like, my dad said it wasn't crazy, but you don't expect it. But you're going to die before 70. Yeah. But, so I'm 23. So that's 33, 43. 53, 63. That is at least four national championships for the University of Tennessee. Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? No. That's at least four. It could be more. <laughs> Look at the excitement. <laughs> you can hear the excitement. It could be more. Are you okay. Me? I'm all bored on Barbecue and Curry, we're going to end this podcast. We'll continue this conversation. but we, we It doesn't need to be okay. Quick plug. Quick plug. <laughs> Tell me. 
Um, we're going to start up college basketball podcast. I think the first one's going to be out Sunday or Monday. So any college basketball fans, look out for college basketball podcast. Uh, it's coming this week. I think it's going to be bi-weekly. And we're going to have, it's going to be me and a special guest. So there we go. It'll be uh, exciting to see everybody. Hopefully, you guys. So this will be your podcast. Yeah. Well, it's it's under the Bobby. It's under Bobby Curry. It's our network. It's just another show. Okay. This is the NFL show. I want to do a college basketball. Okay. Little heads up, anyone who does bet golf, right? Keep an eye on the Farmers uh, Insurance Open that's happening right now, uh, because the U.S. Open is going to be played on the same course. So on one of the two on, south on the south course, the 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 harder course, the longer course. Obviously, it's going to be U.S. Open standards, which means thinner fairways, thicker roof. But you guys get the gist. It's going to be so. Keep an eye on the like wilderness. Yeah, the wilderness. Yes. That's U.S. Open rough. But yeah, keep an eye on eye out for this tournament. On that note, my name is Ty. I'm Eugene. I'm Sam. And this is Bobby. Go Curry. balls. Go balls, baby. You-